Welcome to Shroomland, the podcast where we explore strange and obscure media in an effort to understand how it feels to be on drugs without actually taking any. I'm Brittany. And I'm Taylor. Let's get into it. Disclaimer, this is explicit content and contains all of the possible spoilers. Proceed with caution. So, today we're going to be chatting about Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny, directed by Richard Wiener. Weiner. Winner? What Wiener? Wiener. Okay, and Taylor is going to give us a description. Even knowing that you were going to make that joke, it's somehow funnier given that his name is spelled W-I-N-E-R. There is no way in which that is pronounced Wiener. <laughs> it's Wiener! <laughs> also, because, uh, like, uh, you just need to know, because I'm a dirty person, but, like, when it was scrolling on the screen at the initial bit, I... I'm going to say I didn't have my glasses on. That's not true. I'm sure my glasses were on. But, like, I saw our whiner, wiener, whatever, on the screen, and my brain was immediately like, wiener? Okay. How funny would it be if his name was Richard Wiener? Because you could conceivably call him Dick Dick. I love this. <laughs> we're keeping this in. <laughs> okay, um... When Santa's sleigh gets stuck in Florida, he tells a group of kids the story of Thumbelina. This movie was rated 1.3 out of 10 stars on IMDb and 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, it's gonna be amazing. It's <laughs> awesome. Alright, how would you describe the movie in five words? Okay, so, child labor, beans, scam, cult. Thoughts? This is a family movie, right? <laughs> I did not interpret it that way. Technically, I think it's rated G. Huh. I'm imagining this is like Santa... Because he gets stuck in Florida. We know that from the description. And he's talking to this group of kids. So in my mind, he is telling them this fairy tale story. And it is secretly a way to ingratiate them into his workshop cult and then kidnap them and take them to the North Pole and turn them into elves for the rest of time. It's kind of what I thought was happening. <laughs> yeah, that's all, guys. You don't need to listen to this episode. That's, that's what happened. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Shortest episode yet. <laughs> but since you probably want more details, I guess I can get into it. And maybe you'll find that I was wrong, but I, I don't think so. That's my thesis. Um, so we begin with child labor. There are children singing a song wearing elf costumes, but are, like, pointedly children uh, behind a table. So the scene is that they're, like, in a room behind a table. There's a door next to the table. There's about eight kids of varying sizes, I would say, six to ten. Uh, one of them is beating a stuffed gorilla with a mallet. Unclear. That's rude. It's very strange. And so then they hear a noise outside as they're, like, we wish you a Merry Christmas. We think Santa is missing. And not with that sound because they're not allowed to make that sound because they didn't get the rights for that. So they're like, oh, Canada. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and so one girl, she hears the noise. Then she goes over to the door um, and the knob on the door is a hand. So it's a horror movie. And then she grabs the hand knob opens it and then we flash to a scene that's just a wilderness view of some ooh caribou 
<laughs> and then it turns into Jimmy Neutron and we're done. Uh, no. Um, anyway, I sing my song. We are done. The, the girl continues to beat the gorilla, stuffed gorilla, with a mallet because she hates stuffed gorillas, apparently. And they're singing now the song, which is Santa is missing. We can't find our Santa. He's gone because the reindeer are here. Boop, boop, boop. And that is like the level of musical talent that is applied to this what is apparently a musical. And I was not informed. And oh. Taylor knows. But I don't like musicals. <laughs> <laughs> also, that's like a little horrifying. That makes it sound like this group of children just like murdered Santa. It was upsetting. Also, the vibe of the children was like like a bunch of just white children in elf costumes. One of whom is beating a stuffed gorilla. <laughs> beating a stuffed gorilla. There's a hand as a doorknob. I don't know if it's a real hand. So right off the bat, this is not what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just interpreted it creepier, but I don't think so. So, then... We're done with that scene forever. It never comes back. We don't get to see the murder <laughs> children again. We are off to see Santa on what looks like a deserted island. On a sleigh with no reindeer because the reindeer have abandoned him. And he is upset because the reindeer have abandoned him. And he's stuck on a beach in apparently Florida. It's like the shittiest looking part of Florida I've ever seen. But I mean, if they're in Florida, like that's not a good, that's not the right environment for the reindeer. It makes sense that no. they dipped. Yeah, and so then we get a song where Santa's like, Woe is me, I sit here patiently, who will save me? (laughs) I'm Santa Claus and my reindeer have abandoned me. This is a musical episode now because I had to sit through musicals, so you're welcome, guys. One day, I will get you to record an entire musical just by yourself. (laughs) Dude, I got this. Let's start the planning phase now. <laughs> um, and so then Santa, he refuses to get off of his sleigh or take off his coat. He's like, must maintain Santa costume, cannot step off of sleigh. Am on sand. It's not like he's in the ocean. He just doesn't want to get off the sleigh, which is a recurring theme of this entire film. Huh. Weird. Um, And then we get these strange clips of children playing, but it's weird because they'll, like, you start to see the clip. So there was, like, one kid, very weird, who is jumping off of a roof with a giant umbrella doing that thing that children think, like, the Mary Poppins move where the umbrella is supposed to slow you down, but it doesn't. And <laughs> right. so the kid jumps off the roof and then it just cuts out. And then we get immediately to another kid. And that kid's, like, on a skateboard. And there's two kids fighting over, like, who's going to play on a skateboard. And then it just cuts out abruptly in the weirdest parts of the scene. It happens with fast pitch. Someone, like, hits the ball and, like, right as the ball makes contact with the bat, the scene cuts. There were two boys wrestling just randomly in the middle of the wrestling match. Scene cuts. Something with some dog tricks. Cut scene. Like, in the middle of an action bit, which is just, like, a very straight... And it's such an abrupt cut that, like, you can almost see them, like, slash a line in, like, a film, the film reel and be like, bam! No more scene! This sounds very creepy. Super weird. Also very disorienting as a viewer. Um, but then 
you flash back to Santa after probably like six to seven of those like very strange like what is happening scenes. Mm-hmm. And Santa is like, I'm so tired. I'm going to go to bed now. And so then he's snoring and you get his face and it's like those weird zoom in of like Santa face. And then he's like sending out messages because he's telepathic to the children that we all got the cutouts from. So then like all of those scenes like automatically restart. Uh, so like as the kid is like mid fall from the roof with the umbrella, you cut back into his scene, but you like, you hear Timmy. Come help Santa. <laughs> Timmy, do not. <laughs> and it happens with all of them. So you get the same scene again, except they finish all the scenes. And then you're like, run into Santa. And then we see a horde of children racing through the wilderness. I don't know. It was very peculiar. It, like, there's a lot of foliage. And so they're racing through that to find Santa. And there's like 20 to 30 children in my mind, I think it was probably like 10 to 20. Too many children. Also, there's this funny part where there's like some girls jump roping or whatever. And like for the rest of them, Santa gives them a name. But for the set of girls, he's like, girls, <laughs> come help. And they're like, yeah, uh-huh. He means us when he says girls for sure. Let's go, guys. Santa needs us. There's something really funny about the idea of a mob of children storming through the swamps of Florida, completely disregarding stranger danger to go save a stranded Santa. <laughs> yeah, they were like, we got this, guys. And then we get this, like, we... Oh, also, I forgot to mention, Santa seems, like, real drunk. Might not be real. It's strange. Um, I mean, the actor might have been. Who knows? <laughs> as possible also he does this fun conductor hand thing when he sings so his hands kind of like flipping all over the place and then they zoom into his hand a few times so all you see in the clip is just his hand like doing some crazy conductor waves and you're like cool santa maybe you want to chill on that fucking hand though and he's like nah <laughs> what are you on santa why did your sleigh crash the cocaine man that's what people on cocaine look like it's <laughs> the weirdest gesturing for taylor it's like a lot of <laughs> forearm movement because everyone knows when the cocaine hits it hits the forearms the hardest that's all cocaine does right it's just forearm <laughs> movement <laughs> i've done drugs i'm cool what <laughs> i haven't it's not been on my list um Anyway, there's these two kids in the worst straw hats I've ever seen that are floating on a little raft that were not invited to this whole thing. They didn't get any telepathic messages from Santa. That's, and they see the horde of children and they're like, what the fuck is happening? And so one of them's like, yo, Bob. The other one's like, what, Billy? And they're like, maybe we should go like check out what's going on with the horde of people our age. And the guy's like, yeah, let's get our pet raccoon and just like kind of peek through the foliage to see what's happening why do they have a pet raccoon <laughs> i don't know but the pet raccoon was very cute and he like followed along for a minute we only got like a clip or two of him but i was like this is cute don't have a pet raccoon they're wild but like he's really cute with his like little hands they're so cute anyway uh the kids weren't the raccoon was um and so then it looks like santa's dead he's not but he looks pretty dead He's probably dying of heat stroke. 
Yeah, the straw hat kids are like peeking through the foliage like what's happening, but they weren't invited so they don't come into the beach. And so immediately the horde of children run and they like plant themselves and just sit on the sand in front of Santa's sleigh. And Santa's like, children, let me tell you what's happening. So my reindeer have abandoned me. Golly gee. He uses that phrase a lot. <laughs> Golly shucks. Golly the word golly came out a lot. That's all I got. Um, it's all I golly got. <laughs> uh, and so then the children are like, Santa! And they have a gajillion questions because children are the worst. And they can't just pay attention to the fucking story. They're like, but what if you just steal an airplane and take that to the North Pole? Santa's like, but what would I do with my sleigh? The kid's like, good point. <laughs> I mean, it was a fair question it's just a lot of questions and then there's a really cute dog and that dog does not want to participate in the situation obviously um this was filmed in the 70s or like it came out in the 70s so like also children actors were pretty bad back then and um, sure. like i don't think they had dog trainers that were as intense about like helping dogs be able to act so obviously the dog just wanted its treat and was like not trying to be part of the scene so mm -hmm. it, it looked like he was not ready to participate and then for no reason santa like finishes his sentence and the kids are like oh we can help and they're kind of like gossiping amongst themselves like whisper 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 and then they just get up and run away all of them <laughs> at once <laughs> nobody tells santa what's going on and santa just kind of stands there and so you get this really fun shot of like santa in the foreground like he's closer to you with his back to you and he's in like superman pose on his sleigh because he refuses to get off his sleigh well a horde of children just sprint away from him and he just kind of like so still yeah um he doesn't want to get into the shade because there are trees that he could sit under but he just sits on the sleigh like oh my god it's so hot in florida I think I'm going to melt. It's like, yeah, probably. You're still in that big-ass coat, and you refuse to just go into the shade. You can leave this. You can still see it. Like, it's still right there. Nobody's going to steal your fucking sleigh, man. It's stuck in the sand. Apparently, you can't get it out because you don't know how to move things. It's fine. Like, it's way too much work to try and steal that. Yeah, dude. Also, it looks like there's not any roads nearby. Like, come on, man. Just whatever and then for no reason a gorilla comes by <laughs> and there's a woman that has a gorilla and the reason you notice it's a gorilla is because you zoom into santa's face and you're like what up santa why are you making monkey sounds because you don't see the gorilla you just see santa and <gasps> i was gonna make gorilla sounds i can't make gorilla sounds Hoo <laughs> <laughs> hoo, monkey i'm a gorilla <laughs> I don't know why that is the sound that I just can't do. <laughs> the sound it made was, I'm a gorilla bitch. And then Santa was like, yup. And so then there's a gorilla that walks by. Hoo -hoo -hoo. I didn't think gorillas lived in Florida. <laughs> I don't think they do. I think that kid stole it from a zoo, perhaps. Um, and then the gorilla kind of makes eye contact with Santa. And Santa's like, yup, you gonna move the sleigh? And the gorilla's like, well, I'm going to try, man. The gorilla speaks English. And he did it in gorilla, but Santa speaks gorilla, so it's fine. And then <laughs> he goes and he, like, lifts one side of the sleigh. And then the child that stole the gorilla lifts the other side of the sleigh. And they try to move it, but they can't. And Santa's like, if this gorilla can't move it, whatever will we do? 
Santa voice. And then we get a Noah's Ark of children with animals. So we get, let me list. So Gorilla, obviously, doesn't do anything. A donkey shows up. The donkey does not want to be there, does not want to participate. The child has never messed with a donkey before. So then the donkey's like, nah, bitch. And the kid's like, please. And the donkey's like, I want to go home. And the kid refuses to let him go home until they find that he definitely cannot move the sleigh. So that was a lot. I was getting very mad. <laughs> um, and then Santa is such a lazy, whiny old man because he was just like, oh my God, it's not going to work. Whatever will we do? I can't get off the sleigh though. Perhaps I could catch a plane, but that's too hard. I don't do things. I'm magic, but like, I can't do it. Santa. <laughs> and then <laughs> um, there was uh, a very mad pig. The pig was very cute, and he did not want to be there, and he was, like, oinking up a storm. He's like, oink, oink, bitch. <laughs> Wasn't having it. They finally let the pig go away, and then there's a lamb, and the lamb also doesn't want to participate, and then there was a cow. So, basically, it was just, like, the longest parade of animals. Also, because each scene with an animal was Santa, like, so do you want to back him up into the sleigh so we can see if it works? And the kid's like, you want me to, what now? <laughs> Because no one trained the animals and no one trained the kids. So there's a lot of just like people trying to move the animals into position and they do not want to. What farm did they just steal all of the livestock from? I don't even know, man. Yeah. And then um, finally, there was a horse and the horse also could not move this life. Also, the horse did not want to back up. So, like, the horse did a really good job, like, coming forward. And then the kid was, Santa was like, now back him up into the sleigh. And the kid was like, sure. And this kid that is maybe the size of the horse's leg is, like, trying to push the horse back. And the horse is like, I want to move forward. <laughs> yeah, also, that's a great way to get yourself kicked by a horse. <laughs> I know. I was like. Also, maybe if you're nicer to the animals, they'll, like, be a little bit more agreeable, but you just made them hang out with a bunch of obnoxious children all day, and I don't think they like it, so maybe let them go home. Like, give them treats for the struggle, because fuck you guys. <laughs> and so then, all the kids are like, Santa, oh my god, we couldn't get you back, how will we get presents? And Santa's like, don't worry, kids. The power of Christmas. We just gotta believe. Let me tell you a story about Jack. Okay, wait. Where was all of this belief before these kids just robbed a farm? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't give a shit before that. <laughs> um. Yeah, so then he's telling the story. He's like, let me tell you about Jack and some magic beans. And the kids are like, oh, magic beans? And then... We zoom out, and we are into the tale of fucking Jack. And so for the next 30 minutes of the movie, Santa doesn't exist. We are following Mr. Jack Beanstalk Pants. I thought this was supposed to be the story of Thumbelina. Nope. Cool. Jack and the Beanstalk. <laughs> Is she the name of the huh. giant in the Jack and the Beanstalk story? No, I think she's supposed to be, like, a very tiny fairy or something. There were no fairies. Huh. Interesting. Or I missed it. 
who knows, man. Um, <laughs> I can't be trusted. But then we get a song that goes something like, What's the use of feeling bad? We should have locked the door. Troll a roll a roll a low ba boop ba doop ba doo. That's all. The story ends. Um, Our debut album will be released. Never. <laughs> no. I quit, guys. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to go be a famous singer now? <laughs> uh, yeah, no. <laughs> so we find that uh, Jack's family lost a bunch of stuff to a thief, and so his big opening number is that, like, we should have locked the door. We can't be mad at the thief because we didn't lock the door. But also, we've lost our golden goose poop egg guy and our magic harp that plays on its own. That kind of looks like one of those weird little tinfoil art pieces that people do for leftovers. But it's fine. We don't worry about that here. And so now I must sell a cow. Um, We never see this cow. That wasn't in the budget. Uh, So they go... He goes into town, and he meets Honest Ape. It's not Honest Ape. What's his name? Honest John. <laughs> and Honest John is an honest salesman, and he's trying to sell used cows, except he doesn't have used cow. He has some beans, some magical beans. And so then everybody's like, he's full of shit. We're not buying stuff from him. And then Dear Jack shows up, and Jack's like, how do I know you're telling the truth? And Honest John, because he's honest, is like, of course I'm telling the truth. It it doesn't work for you. You can come back, and I'll totally just pay you money for the cow. And Jack's like, that sounds like a great deal, man. And so he goes home, and his mom's like, so where's the money at? And Jack's like, I have better than money. I have beans. <laughs> <laughs> and his mom's like you dumb bitch that is not better than money what did i ask you for did i ask you for beans because i think i asked you for money i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure that's what happened and then jack's like it's okay he said that he'll give us our money back if it doesn't work and she's like do it now and mr honest john is all packed up he's not there anymore yeah not so honest Nope. So Jack goes home and he's like, whoopsies, but they're magic. It'll be great. And then his mom's like, you dumb motherfucker. And so she grabs the beans and she throws them out the terrible art piece window that they have. So it's a window. And there's obviously like a painted background behind it and not a painted background in like a someone knows how to do realism painting in like a kind of artful illustration (laughs) that has no depth. Uh Huh. Uh, and so she throws it out there, and then all of a sudden you see this, like, swinging vine thing that's apparently a beanstalk <laughs> made of, you know, like, those things that you use to, like, hook things in the back of a truck? So when you're, like, trying to, mm-hmm. like, the green wires with the hooks. Cables. Basically cables. Yeah. But they're green. And there's some fake leaves on them. So beanstalk. I love low-budget productions. <laughs> it's awesome. And so then Jack's like, oh, I gotta see where it goes. And his mom's like, be careful. And so he runs up the vine beanstalk. It's gotta be like maybe three inches in diameter. Max. Doesn't seem sturdy. No. Probably about as sturdy as like, you know, that little rope that we all climbed up in elementary school? <laughs> yeah. Except that rope was attached from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. 
So, like, that at least had, like, a solid anchor. <laughs> this beanstalk just goes to the heavens. We don't have any of that. And then, so Jack gets up and he stands on a cloud. And there's a castle on the cloud. And I don't know if it was just because there was so much singing. But then I got the song Castle in a Castle on a Cloud from Les Mis stuck in my head for a while. You know that song? I've not actually seen Les Mis. I've heard it's just really long and sad. It's that. Also, there's a point when, like, a guy jumps off a roof and you're excited for it because he's just such a terrible character. And it took him so long. He sang about how he was about to jump off that roof for, I swear to God, five minutes. And I was like, fucking do it, man. (laughs) (laughs) Please just end all of our suffering. (laughs) Everyone is looking forward to it. I I promise, including all of the characters, you're terrible. Anyway, yeah, the song's like, I know a castle on a cloud. I like to go there in my sleep. It's good. It doesn't sound like that because I didn't want to try and then epically fail because my throat's been a little like, but it's a good song. Anyway, so there's castle in the background, cloud, on a cloud. That's why the song was stuck in my head. And then he goes into said castle thing and... There are giants. There is a giant woman who's prepping some food, who seems nice enough. And then there's this giant man, and he is the worst person on the planet because he's so loud. He screams every time. So I have my headphones in while I'm watching the movie because it helps me pay attention when I'm watching a terrible movie because I'm really inclined to just look at my phone. (laughs) And so I was like, no, I'm going to pay attention. And then he comes on and he's like, woman, where is my meal? And she's like right here sweetie oh my god look at you and your chest hair and chin hair that don't connect so it just looks like you have a weird bald patch in the middle of your neck which is normal but like also really weird given how hairy you are oh my god i love you here's some meat (laughs) he's like bring me some bread and ale woman and she's like okay and then she poisons the ale and kills him in my dreams (laughs) I was going to say, at what point does she just shove him off this cloud? Never, this poor woman. But don't worry. It's going to... It's the weirdest ending, but it's fine. Um, And so then he's, like, eating the food, and Jack is just, like, in the corner. And then the he's like, bring me my goose, woman. And she's like, okay. And then she brings what is a, one of those, like, tinfoil... Um, goose it's a tinfoil goose but it shits golden eggs because that's how laying eggs works i don't think that's taylor don't (laughs) don't ruin it (laughs) it's definitely not like a different type of egg it's like a shit egg shit gold egg yeah (laughs) losing it and then jack's like that was our gold shit egg goose foil guy and so (laughs) if i just say enough words you'll know what i'm talking about right it looks like one of those little foil things that you get at the super fancy restaurant i've never been Mm -hmm. to one i've just seen it in movies except it's like painted as if it's almost like a real goose so i'm not sure if it's supposed to be a goose goose or if it's like supposed to be an art piece i think it's probably supposed to be a goose goose that's what I thought, because they also talked to it. I don't know. So he gets a golden egg. And Jack's like, that's my dude. I'm going to steal it. And then the um, the, oh, the giant here smells him. He's like, 
Do five souls have eyes for the blood of an Englishman? Do, 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 boo, boo, boo. <laughs> I am singing now. So songs about being a giant. <laughs> I'm a giant. Do, 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 do. Okay. And <laughs> he's a giant singing about how he's going to make the guy wish that he was home. And I was like, that's not what you're saying, man. You're going to eat him. I know how the story goes. You're going to try and cut him up and put him in your stew. But he's like, you're going to wish that you were home. Now it sounds like a cheer. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might like, that might be part of the original It is. The Fee-Fi-Fo-Fub definitely is. Yeah. And like the you're going to wish that you were home because I think they didn't want to just flat out say like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. They got a little closer because this is a song that has a lot of repetition, as in they sing it like three or four times. And it's weird because he sounds a little Irish when he does it, but he doesn't sound Irish when he speaks, and I'm confused. Huh. You'd think it'd be the other way around. Yeah. And then the wife's like, no, you don't. There's something else going on. Your nose is fucked up. Take a nap. And he's like... Fine, I'll take a nap, woman. And so then he takes a nap and Jack's like, fuck you, bitch. And he steals the goose. <laughs> and he goes down the beanstalk and he's like, mom, look, I did it. And the giant's like, I fucking knew there was an Englishman. If he comes back, I'm going to spear him, I guess. Uh, except he doesn't say that because this is PG. I haven't made it PG, but it was technically, I guess. Um, and so then they get a golden poop out of the goose and... Which I guess is supposed to be real, but definitely isn't real. And then they put him on the mantle, which like further deepens my confusion. Because, I don't know, man. <laughs> um, and then there's this whole thing. There's a subplot where like Honest John is now selling beans to other people because everybody's heard about Jack's good fortune. And so like John's getting away with selling other people beans, even though it was supposed to be a scam. He just happened to like not have a scam. I don't know. And... It's, how did he come by the nickname Honest John? Is that a nickname he gave himself, or do people call him that ironically? The former. I'm pretty sure, because it's part of his marketing scheme. Mm. Honest John, the salesman of X. And so he just changes the X part of his sign every time he's, like, in a mood. He's That's a subplot. It doesn't matter. People try to... There was like a, we're going to fucking stake him. Oh, tar and feather. They said that they were going to tar and feather him. And I was like, that is some dark Damn. shit for a children's movie. <laughs> That's one of those things that you hear in like children's tales and you don't think about how horrifying that actually would be. It's because you don't catch it until you're an adult and then you're like. Right, like, as a kid, you picture them being covered in something like honey, right? Like, something that's just sticky and it's gonna make them look like a chicken. Not like a burning substance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that was, I was just like, oh my god, okay, that's a, that's a move. Um, and then Jack writes a letter and he's like, mom, I'm gonna go get more shit, because they have their magic harp that's also with the giant. So he goes back up, like, you, you don't need the harp. (laughs) He felt differently. And so then the giant was like, I'm going to fucking smash this motherfucker. And so then he makes, uh, he lifts up a 500 pound weight that says 500 pounds on it. And it's like a cartoon 
anvil. Yeah. And he lifts it up and then he like sets it up so it's like tied to the harp, but apparently not connected to the harp in a way that like if you untie it from the harp that the weight will just fall down and smash. It was like a poorly rigged mouse trap, but human trap. What is even the point? Like you're a giant. Just pick him up. I think he was thinking that if he was like asleep or something, because the mm. first time the guy got the goose when he was sleeping and then Jack comes back Um and then we get another fee fi fo fum I'm really confused about the genre of music here. We seem to have slipped into like EDM. That's right. That seems like what the song was. Uh yeah, I, there were some ballads, and then there was some like. I'm in tears. It's not even. <laughs> Honestly, I just thought this movie was so boring. Like there were funny. There's like weird bits about it, but it was just so boring. This whole mo- movie's only like an hour, right? Yeah, it felt like years. It was an hour <laughs> and ten minutes. <laughs> it was so long. Um. Anyway. I'm a giant, do, do, do. And then Jack's like, walk, and then he hides. And then the wife is like, no, it's the skunk in the stew. And he's like, I don't want the stew, woman. I want something hearty. So she gives him a bone. What does he think stew is? Like, that is definitely a meal I would describe as, like, hearty. hearty. Yeah, it usually has, like, potatoes and stuff in it. That's like, yeah, it's like a nice, heavy meal. He did not feel that way. So she gave him a bone. And a beer, and he was like, perfect. And I was like, there's not meat on the bone. You know that, right? And he's like, nope, I'm just gonna eat it like a dog. And then, that was my gnawing sound, in case you didn't catch that, audience. Um, I'm dying. And so, I don't know, he has another couple moments, and... Oh, he like... There's like a part where he eats bugs, too. There's like a lot of food. And he's like, wife, aren't you also hungry? And she's like, no, not after watching you eat. So she has a couple moments. (laughs) Also, I've secretly poisoned your food and I don't want to tell you. I don't want to participate. (laughs) Love you. And then another fucking third or fourth. And then he falls asleep because his wife's like bitch just go to bed it's fine you set up your whole like anvil thing he can't steal the harp and then all jack has to do is like untie the harp and the anvil doesn't fall so like i don't understand what just happened and then jack is trying to escape with the tin foil hearth heart heart i don't know what fucking <laughs> harp <laughs> harp <laughs> that was my harp impression that nope that wasn't it it was different the first time is this like a full-size harp that he's trying to carry away or is it one of the little like mini harps it's a full harp like it looks like a mini harp next to the giant and then it's like i mean maybe like the size of jack's torso so not like not like the big big one but like he has to climb with a thing that's like relatively large and so then he gets down, but the giant is following him down the beanstalk, which is far too small for even Jack. But, like, the let alone the giant, who is, I would say Jack is probably, like, a tenth 
to a 15th of the size of the giant. Like the giant is massive. And so then Jack gets down and the mom's like, oh my God, you got our heart. But Jack's like, we have a problem though. <laughs> That's Jack's voice. Jack, you fucking dumbass. And then the mom's like, what's the problem? And he's like, the giant's following me down. I have to cut down the beanstalk. And they're like, fucking do it then, man. And so then uh, Jack goes and he cuts down the beanstalk. And you hear, oh, fuck. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe that's just what I heard in my head. Um, you did hear like a crashing sound. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, Jack saved the day. Yay. And then everyone from the town just like comes into their house and they're like, and Jack is back and he saved the day. So... We have a lovely retelling of Jack and the Beanstalk, not Thumbelina. What does this have to do with the spirit of Christmas and believing and Santa? This is the perfect time to get that question because then we flash back to Santa, who is on his carriage, carriage, sleigh, (laughs) sleigh, (laughs) sitting down. Telling the children of this tale, and the moral of the tale, if you will believe, is that you must believe always. Because that is how you save the day for the children of tomorrow. Um, and then the children stare at Santa for a minute, and they're like, sounds good, dope, dope old man. And then they run again. And Santa does his little Superman pose, like, mm-hmm, the children. And then he's like, oh, I'm so hot. And then he strips his uh um his jacket off and he was wearing a red t-shirt underneath but let me tell you there is something very upsetting about seeing santa (laughs) in just a (laughs) t-shirt i didn't like it it was like dirty almost i don't know it's upsetting and he still wouldn't get off the sleigh he's like i'm not gonna find shade i'm just gonna start like santa strip and <laughs> i was so bored while i watched this there were just so much um he tries to dig sand except he only digs sand away from the sleigh in one spot and doesn't try to do it anywhere else <laughs> so he's pretty useless and then we get a scene that lasts forever of a giant rabbit in uh what look is like one of those like dinky little old time fire trucks so not like a full fire truck but just like it kind of just looks like a truck jeep thing but it's technically a fire truck i guess because it's making siren sound is it an ice cream truck because this movie is called santa and the ice cream bunny I swear to God, I saw a fire truck logo on it. <laughs> it also doesn't look huh. like an ice cream truck. And it doesn't make a like children's song sort of boop, 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 boop thing that the yeah. uh, ice cream trucks do. You know that song. Um, the, the standard song of all the ice cream trucks. <laughs> it's making like a sound. So that. This is the sound for, I would say, three minutes while a bunch of children are on this like Jeep, red Jeep thing with the scariest looking giant rabbit I've ever seen in my life. He has like demon eyes 
and he's big, but it's not like a good rabbit costume because it's like way too skinny at one point and the cottontail is like the size of a torso and his feet are like double the size of what they should be, but then everything else is really skinny and his face is like kind of contorted and it like, this was a horror movie. (laughs) (laughs) Did you, there's um, there's a place in Tacoma it was like a little park that it, it used to be like nursery tale themed. I want to say it was called Never Neverland. <gasps> but like yeah. it it closed down like forever ago, but apparently my parents took me there once when I was like very small and they had this person dressed up in like a giant bunny costume and he came over and he said hi to me and I immediately burst into tears. <laughs> Also, because I think I've been to that place since it shut down, because it's still, it's like near the five mile hike, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's I've been to it pretty since creepy. it's pretty creepy. It's so creepy now that it's shut down. We should go there. I bet it's haunted. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I love it. It's, yeah. I remember going there just because like we would do the five mile hike sometimes and mm-hmm. it was, I cannot imagine seeing someone in a rabbit costume. That would be terrifying. <laughs> I don't know what it looked like before it was shut down, but now it is like. I mean, it's been probably, like, ten years since I've seen it, but, like, this is fucking creepy. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Duel. <laughs> anyway. So, giant bunny suits are not a good look. No, you have to also have, like, the perfect amount of fluff on it, and, like, you have to have some white to the eyes. It wasn't. It was black. It was the <laughs> devil's eyes. <laughs> uh, so, that was upsetting. And then... Uh, I don't even know. There's just like a really long scene where the rabbit was going and then eventually Santa hears them and Santa's like, someone's coming. I should put my clothes back on. No one can see me without my jacket. And so he puts his jacket on and his belt and his hat and he just stands at attention and waits. And then a minute later, the rabbit comes and comes and comes because apparently the beach is kind of long. And then he parks and all the children get off and the rabbit kind of like tilts his head to the side and he's like and then he gets out and santa's like children look who you've brought for me it's the ice cream bunny and the ice cream bunny does not say a singular word he doesn't speak english or rabbit or anything he just stands there and then they fucked up his eye on one side so it (laughs) winked but then it never fully opened again so then he had one eye that was like half open and one eye that was fully open, and the half-open <laughs> eye was, like, really weird. And then they zoomed into his face, and then they zoomed into his feet, and then they zoomed into, like, the inside of the wheel, so you saw the wheel, but then, like, the everybody's legs for, like, I'd say about five seconds, that was the shot, and it didn't move. They just, like, clipped it to another shot. So it wasn't like a a fun angle that they were like, oh, look at it from here. We're at the dog's perspective. They were just like, nope. And then the dog was in between the rabbit and Santa and just like aggressively barking because he was like, this is upsetting. And the children are all just like, they cut the sound, but they're all making the faces of laughter. (laughs) But there is no children's laughter. There's just Santa saying, me and the ice cream bunny go a long way and we're friends and this is great. And the bunny is like blinking like, "Mm mm-hmm, and nodding. (laughs) And you're like, oh my 
you're going. And this scene lasts like multiple minutes and it's so upsetting. I ended the film like, oh my God. <laughs> what did I watch? And then finally Santa's like, good day all. And so he gets on the back of the Jeep thing and the bunny is in the wheel and he's like, I'm gonna fucking kill Santa. And so he drives away on the little bumpy road and Santa's on the back like, be good for Santa this year. And Wait. then the road's kind of bumpy so it looks like Santa's gonna fall off. And he left his sleigh. Right? Like, <laughs> he made such a point of staying in the sleigh. No. Not until the end. And then all the children run over to the sleigh because they have the same question that we do. <laughs> And then all of a sudden the children are like, the sleigh is still here. And then that was the creepiest voice I maybe have ever heard in my life. I'm upset. And then the sleigh is still here. And then, oh no, it's vanished because movie magic. So they had the kids stay there and then they moved the sleigh. So they clipped it in. You know how you do when you make a thing disappear in movies. I don't do movies, but I know this trick. And then they're like, oh my god, Santa's magic. And you're like, no fucking shit. Even though he didn't demonstrate it at all in this entire time, big toe right there. And then, you remember those little straw hat kids with the pet raccoon that were not paying attention? We just flash back to them for a minute and they're just looking a little dumbfounded. And then the movie ends. Did I get it? Oh, and I forgot. There's an old woman's voiceover at the beginning and she's like, Santa's found himself in quite the predicament. He's on a beach and stranded in Florida. It was too hot. So they basically like build up the context. And then at the very end, she returns. There's no voiceover in the middle. So she's voiceover in the first like two minutes and then voiceover at the very last bit, like right before the end scene. Or not the end scene, but like right after the very last scene. She's like, and then the sleigh disappeared. Like magic. Fade to black. I no longer have to wonder why this movie was only rated 1.3 stars on IMDb. That might just be the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Dude, it was rough. That's terrible. Also, it didn't... The rabbit didn't make any sense. Rabbit no. didn't talk. Honestly... It felt like it just shifted genres at the end because the rabbit scared me so much. <laughs> so, like, who the fuck is the ice cream bunny? Why does he just have this truck? Why is Santa suddenly able to use magic now instead of at the beginning so we could have been spared this entire film? I know. Why was the entire middle of the film an entirely different story? Is it... It didn't include voiceover. I forgot that I was watching a movie about Santa Claus. Also, how do you get the moral, like, you must believe at all times from Jack and the Beanstalk? And why? I'm, I have to look this up now because, like, it's bugging me that they described that as Thumbelina. Mm -hmm. Because Thumbelina is a story and it's definitely not that. Yeah, I was a little confused about the IMDb description, but I like them the best because they don't give away anything. Yeah, Thumbelina's supposed to be this girl who, like, she's born from a flower, and she's only a couple of inches tall. 
and then she meets like this fairy prince or whatever and it's a story about that but like it's a, an entirely different story yeah that's not the same at all no huh interesting yeah no it wasn't that it was jack and the beanstalk wow that there was like no point to any no also like i get that it was the 70s but the filming was horrible so like, like the filming wasn't that bad in the 70s no also because like i've watched like a lot of b horror from the 70s because i love it but mm-hmm. oh my god also because like even if like the quality of film isn't that great like you don't have great graphics or whatever you can still get like there were good actors and there were like bad directorial choices like that shot behind the wheel mm-hmm. that just like it was just a shot of a wheel and it didn't move at all it, they could have taken a picture yeah. they just put that in there the weird clipping at the beginning where they like we're not a movie podcast but like so disorienting <laughs> to be like what why did you stop mid-motion what is the point of all these children why did one just jump off a roof and like you could have cut this movie down to probably like 10 minutes and it would have been exactly the same outcome like if they had the voiceover that whole bit with the elf children clip was not necessary you could have cut out the entire jack and the beanstalk story and the whole thing where they're trying to pull the sleigh out with like farm animals because apparently that didn't matter at all no and like why was there a gorilla why was the gorilla the first animal i feel like of (laughs) the layers of animals too the gorilla maybe should have been the last one why did they even go for animals in the first place why not just find someone who has like a tow truck Uh, children are dumb i don't know (laughs) i yeah so basically um in case you couldn't tell i wouldn't recommend this i was very surprised (laughs) that there was a 10 star to find yeah there was more than one which was bananas to me really yeah i mean we're gonna talk about it but like and the music god honestly my version of the music was better than the actual music it is upsetting (laughs) the music was so bad because it was like they did it enough that they were trying to get in like actual word like you know actual story Mm-hmm. through the music in a way that like the it was super repetitive and like a lot of the songs were almost the same but the words were changed and it was like the same like set of like ba-da-da, like the whole time for the entire song there is a way if you're going to do a musical it has to like the music has to serve a purpose Like, it has to convey something that you couldn't just convey by talking. And it sounds like all of these songs are just them talking, but, like, singing what they would be saying out loud. Which does not make for a good musical. No, it was kind of weird, a way to, like, put in strange dialogue. So in, like, the fee-fi-fo-fum, you're like, maybe that's not a thing that he would say, but he'd sing it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I mean, like, I'm not super partial to musicals anyway, but, like, I like some Christmas musicals. Like, those little claymations around Mm -hmm. Christmas are musicals. 
I love those. I think those are so cute, and I've seen good ones. But this was not a great example. The music wasn't well done. It wasn't well inserted. <laughs> like, it felt really random. The whole thing was just, like, not great. Yeah. I think I made it more funny than it actually was. I was dying. It was only an hour and 10 minutes. And I was like, I had to get up a few times because I was like, I hate everything that's happening here. <laughs> anyway, before we shit on it some more, let's let some other people say their opinions in our reviews. Let's do it. Let's talk about reviews. That last bit really fell, that really fell flat. so grant briley rated it one star out of ten um and their review is titled santa claus on the beach and they said bad doesn't begin to explain this movie and i use the term movie loosely my dad took my brother and I to see it at the theater when it opened in Houston, Texas in 1972. Apparently, my dad, brother, and I are the last living humans that actually saw it because there are no comments or voting as of this posting. This was in 2000. Well, 2000, actually. Um, it's actually a really bad movie within another really bad movie? Come on, Santa Claus on the Beach? It's a running joke in my family over the past 20 years that when we see a bad movie, we always say, yeah, but it's no Santa Claus and the Ice Cream Bunny. No joke. Of course, having said this, I am currently trying to purchase this sorry excuse for entertainment. Go figure. Okay, it, like, blows my mind that this was released in theaters. Dude. Which means this was made by, like, this is not an indie thing that some students made. Like, actual like production companies made this movie <laughs> yeah dude i guess in the 70s the uh the standards were lower i've watched movies made in the 70s like they're not that bad <laughs> no this one this doesn't agree um mr don leon rated it five out of ten stars and says thumbelina searches for a man now i'm scared because did I just watch a different version of this movie? <laughs> Are there more than one? Oh my god. Let's figure it out. Of course, I'm concerned. Many things about Santa Claus and the Ice Cream Bunny. Definitely, it's not real movies. More like an amateur movie or a movie made by a clown. <laughs> but nevertheless, it's a beautiful movie, especially for the youngest ones among it to see in a family happening or a party or doesn't see why you're on a lockdown and all these things it's very lovely very beautifully and all these things we can oh my god i'm dying sorry guys <laughs> um and all these things we cannot do else but deny the fact that you're really wrong if you re oh my god are there periods ever <laughs> no it is one long sentence <laughs> okay Whew. i'm just gonna take a breath and see just if we can get infer <laughs> where the punctuation would be I'm not. I'm just going to keep going. Uh, if you'd refuse to acknowledge the thing that we are wrong, if we considered it's not a great movie, of course it's a great movie, especially the youngest one who are so old. Is that the same sentence that I just said? <laughs> especially for the youngest ones are, are the ones who are not so old. They can agree that it is not wrong that we see the train. Everything is silly. The effects, the suns are the... Are the, the, the musicals are very nice. I gave Ian Tumblina and I 
just thinks very nicely to see and saying, I'm, oh my God, I'm keeping the head and all these beautiful things. It's very nice to see, unfortunately, not something to brag about with your friends because of all of these things cannot be really appreciated by everybody, but especially the youngest ones, in, inshallah Allah, who by there is no God but Allah because of this, what was the thing with the whole thing and Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny perfectly not, that practically not a find a bit of traffic period (laughs) and most of the time is thumbelina soda shouldn't have called it santa claus and the ice cream bunny no 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 they should have called it thumbelina searching for a man that's really the whole point of the movie and it's really beautiful inshallah okay so like right off the bat i will say this review reads like someone who does not speak english as their first language so like yeah also, okay, so this person is under the impression that the story they were telling was Thumbelina. <laughs> and I am confused. Mostly I'm confused. I'm confused also by the stars. Because it feels like they really liked it. But they also really didn't. I caught, I, I love the line at the very beginning... Definitely not real movie, more like an amateur movie or a movie made by a clown. Yeah. But nonetheless beautiful. I don't know what happened after that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I thought that was fun. (laughs) Anyway, let's go for someone that had a vastly different opinion than the rest of us. Yeah. Uh, So Darth Sylar rated it 10 stars out of 10 and called it a cinematic triumph for years to come. Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny is nothing short of a pristine cinematic masterpiece and a dramatic triumph. The film takes us on an incredible journey as we witness Santa Claus's valiant yet fruitless attempts to free his sleigh from the devastating desert sands. Okay, it's Florida. Desert is a little bit of a stretch there. As he struggles with the scorching Florida heat and a borderline existential crisis, assisted by a colorful cast of children and wild animals that liven up the experience and bring some much-needed comic relief. Throughout the work, we are presented with themes of man against nature, the juxtaposition of fiction with reality, dramatic irony, and plenty of cues from the greatest works of Shakespeare... Is it Moliere? Moliere? I I think it might be Moliere, but... Moliere, Dickens... Cervantes? And many other masters. Clearly, I am, like, a very well-read person. (laughs) Got Shakespeare and Dickens. (laughs) I've never had to say, like, those other names out loud before. No, I've only read them. Yeah. um, The Ice Cream Bunny is one of the greatest and most deeply developed characters in all fiction and deserves much more than the minimal amount I can. I this has to be written ironically. He gave it ten stars though. <laughs> the ice cream bunny didn't have any words. It was all in the acting. <laughs> it was in the face, in that terrifying wink. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> This is my favorite review. I just like I can't I cannot believe that this is written seriously, but it is hilarious. No, I want to meet the person that wrote this, though. 
I have questions. Anyway, um, the Ice Cream Bunny <laughs> is one of the greatest and most deeply developed characters in all fiction and deserves much more than the minimal amount of screen time that he was given. With an engaging plot and cinematic mastery, Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny will be remembered by many cinema enthusiasts for years to come. <laughs> My favorite bit was that it was uh, 8 out of 10 people found this very helpful. Yeah. This person just cursed eight people to watch this movie. <laughs> That's brilliant. That was awesome. That was it. I can't. I. I feel like it's the person that made the movie. I had a theory <laughs> that like there were people that worked on the movies that made IMDb accounts so that they could specifically <laughs> go and say nice things about the movie. Does anybody want to start a conspiracy with me? <laughs> Like, maybe, but this one is almost a little bit too, like, tongue-in-cheek, you know? Yeah. Like, they've written it like they're trying to sound like a very, like, like a movie critic, basically. Like, they're yeah. trying to sound like a hipster movie critic and, like... I watch all the films. Yeah. Yeah. We're presented with themes of man against nature, the juxtaposition of fiction with reality. <laughs> like... You know, anytime someone uses the word juxtaposition in a thing like this, that they're having some thoughts. Like that, this has to be someone trolling. It has to. But that was delightful. That was great. I don't That was the best 10 out of 10 we've ever read, probably. <laughs> probably. So... <laughs> given that this is a strong no in the recommendation column do you have anything to actually recommend for the week i do and it's on theme because christmas i guess i mean is it was this really a christmas movie well the one i'm gonna recommend is uh christmas with the cranks i find it to be a very charming movie um it was done a long time ago so i'm sure there's some like weird stuff in it because you know the times but it's pretty cute. Uh, it's one that me and my family really enjoy watching every year. Also, because um, if you want to know more about my family dynamics, it kind of feels like my parents are in the movie the whole time. Because, wow, what strong parent vibes. And the casual screaming of the mom when every every time the daughter gets on the phone. <laughs> Blair! Yeah. So, highly recommend. It's a cute little flick. Um. Also, I find Tim Allen kind of funny. So if you like Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis, who is the MVP of all holidays because Halloween and Christmas the Cranks, Jamie Lee Curtis is a queen. This is true. <laughs> um, yeah. So real recommendation. I hope that you enjoyed my death and my beautiful musical abilities. Please stay tuned for the musical that Taylor and I will be composing. I'm sure never. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Thanks for sticking it out. We hope it's been less horrifying for you than it was for us. Consider following us on Twitter at ShroomlandPod and on Instagram at ShroomlandPodcast. We also love to get recommendations for other strange things you may want us to go over, so feel free to DM your recommendations or email us at ShroomlandPodcast at gmail.com. And if you like the podcast, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps other people who might be into this weird stuff find our podcast. And remember... Don't do drugs. Watch movies directed by people that were definitely on drugs. Or for your own sanity, maybe not. Fee, fi, fo, fam. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Sure wins. Sure wins.